Welcome to Lessons from Life, the podcast that gleams profound life lessons from everyday life stories. Hosted by Dustin Fenton and Brandon Hill. Hey, Dustin, good to see you for another week. My understanding is we're going to be calling a friend of ours that is living in another country. That's right. We've got Jacob Adam, who will be with us today. He's in Guatemala currently. All three of us were at the same university at the same time. I was a resident director, and I think you guys were freshmen and the sophomore in my residence hall. That's pretty close, yep. Well, let's see if we can get Jacob on the line. Uh, hello? Hey, hey Jacob. Jacob. This is uh, Dustin and Brandon. Great to hear from you. Oh my gosh. Good to hear from you as well. You know, we we talked to you about this podcast that we're doing and we understand you have a great story to share with us. But before you do that, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and where you're living in Guatemala? I am a jack of all trades, master of none. I have a master's degree from Geneva College that I got working hard and worked in residence life, worked at a couple of different universities. So I'm familiar with higher education. I shared a room with Dustin for a while, actually. I decided that I wanted to live with him because he had a laptop and he was the only guy I knew (laughs) that had a laptop. And now the truth comes uh, out. (laughs) Yep, that was it. But I found out that uh, he's much more than just a guy with a laptop. So yeah, I'm living in in Guatemala City now. Life is uh, interesting. I haven't been here very long. And that'll get into a little bit of my uh, story that you asked me to talk about. Well, why don't, why don't you go ahead and jump into that story and we'll see what we can learn from it. You guys probably know this, but I really like bicycles and I love cycling. And when I was a college student, I was always zipping around on a bicycle and scaring old ladies walking on the sidewalks and wasn't intentional scaring people, but just really enjoyed riding a bicycle. And I found it to be a wonderful form of exercise for me and just enjoyment in general. So recently, as I was riding by myself, doing a training ride, it was going to be a 60-mile day, which was, you know, not a really long ride. And I rode out to the end of a trail. And when I got to the end, I sat down and and thought, boy, I'm just going to enjoy the day. Glad that I had the opportunity. So I decided I'd sat there long enough and hopped back on my bicycle and was making my way back uh, home. And so I was, you know, about 30 miles into my ride. And as I was going home, I saw a person in front of me, and I remember it was an older lady. And now that I'm in my 40s, people that are older, they're probably not that much older than me, but (laughs) they're either really, really old or not that much older than me. As I was going, I saw this older person in front of me, and she was riding what I call a casual person about town bicycle. And she was in front of me. We had to cross a road, and the traffic was waiting for them, and, and she took off. And as she did, her water bottle fell out of her water bottle cage on her bike. So she decided she would stop. And when she decided she would stop, I just said, hey, I I bent down and picked up her water as I was zipping past her and said, hey, I'll give it to you on the other side. Let's not stop in the middle of the, the street here because that could be dangerous. 
So we get to the other side of the street and I give her her water bottle and she says, thank you very much. I said, you know, have a great day and ride safe. As I go a little bit farther ahead of them, I'm definitely going faster than the casual people riding, enjoying the day. And so I'm on a training ride. So I decide I'm on my way home. It's time to use up all my energy and get the, the big workout that I need to get in for the day. And so I really start pushing. I am riding my bike on a trail that is paved and it's, it's kind of through some neighborhoods and stuff, but it's typically you know, a, a nice way to, to avoid traffic. There are some sections where you do cross some, some, some roads, but you can, you know, those are coming and you can slow down. And so I decided this, there's a long section here where I'm just going to open it up and go as hard as I can for a little while. And the next thing I remember is waking up in the emergency room. I don't know what happened. I still don't know. Hmm. I know what resulted from whatever happened. <laughs> which was I broke my collarbone and bunches of ribs and I broke my scapula in lots of places and I punctured my lung and I had a concussion. Oh my. So all I know is that it hurt. I was so concussed, it, there's kind of a strange blessing in having a concussion, which is you don't really know. Yep, hmm. I don't know what happened, so I'm not really scared. Uh, to go out and ride my bicycle again because I don't know what I did wrong. But at the same time, I, I do wish I could kind of go back and say, hey, what what in the world happened? But as I healed, I've gotten a few memories back from that time. And I was awake and talking to people. I was just out of my, my mind because I had, had such a bad concussion. I was probably just repeating myself over and over. And if I hadn't been wearing my crazy outfit with my tight pants and my, my bicycle helmet, people might have thought I had some mental problems because I, I probably was just repeating myself. So some good person saw me and called uh, an ambulance to come. And uh, I remember thinking, wow, they're just going to drive the ambulance right up the trail. They're just going <laughs> to drive right up to me. The next thing I remember them saying, yeah, we have to put you on this backboard and put this thing on your neck to which you know I did not take kindly to because I'd been up walking around. So I, I didn't think I really needed that. But my bones were so broken, I knew that laying down on a flat board was not going to be very comfortable. So I, I tried to resist that, but they said, no, we have to do that. I don't really remember much after that other than it hurting like crazy. That's my story of bikes and, and crashing and my injuries. I'll spare you the details. <laughs> Jacob, thanks. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing it with us. I'm curious to know, what is one of the lessons that you have learned from bike riding? And something I've learned as I was riding is sometimes when those things get hard and you're trying to go up a, a hill, a grade that maybe not used to, is that sometimes you have to use your cardio and push your gears a little bit easier. And then sometimes you have to use strength. And I think that life is like that as well. That sometimes you just, you have to use your heart and sometimes you really just have to use your strength to persevere. And what I found is in doing some of those difficult things, you have to kind of teeter back and forth between those two and know when to use your heart. And, and when your heart is leading you too much or, or getting tired, you have to sometimes just go on strength alone. And back and forth, sometimes that, you know, when you're using your strength and you're wearing out, sometimes it's beneficial to, to use, you know, your cardio, your heart a little bit more. My question is the strength versus cardio. And, and you started to go into it, but I'm curious to know for you, when do you need to use cardio versus strength? And, and you said you've kind of learned over time, but are there telltale signs or what are the clues for you? If you're going up a big hill, you start feeling yourself be out of breath. 
actually what you do is you shift to a harder gear and not an easier one. Hmm. It's so counterintuitive. You shift to a harder gear, which means that you actually have to push more with your, with your muscles and not so much with just your cardio and your, you know, your blood pumping through your veins. So you're using bigger muscles to muscle yourself up as opposed to these light little pedals. And what's weird is if you go back and forth between that, you can say, okay, now I'm going to go to my cardio for a little bit and light spin up the hill instead of just mashing the pedals. Sometimes, you know, you, you see a hill coming up and you're like, oh, that's a little small guy. Best way to hit that is just to mash up it. Keep the momentum going. So yeah. how does that work in, in life? Is there a analogy, maybe even in your recovery uh, that you've gone like, oh, I've just got to kind of, I've either got to kind of gut through it or I've got to maybe use my brain or my heart a little bit more. I'm not sure exactly the right. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think getting back on the bicycle for me is probably been mostly heart because hmm. <laughs> I just want to get on there. I'll just say that for me and where I'm at now, I've kind of found that my heart is getting on the bicycle. It's just what I want to do. I'm not very strong right now. And uh, strength sometimes for me is just muscling. I'm so weak. My arm is so weak to use the strength that I have. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've been relying a lot more, you know, just on heart and saying, I just mm -hmm. gotta, I just gotta do this because it is not fun. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I'll get some of that strength back, but right now I'm running on heart. <laughs> sure. It reminds me of a, one of my favorite quotes is from Kurt Hahn. The, when he was developing a school, uh, he was, he's the founder of Outward Bound, but he was developing his first school in England and he would have a call and response with the kids. And this was way back in the early 40s, early 50s. And it was a call and response. And the teachers would say, more is in you. And the students would respond, then you think. So Jacob, more is in you than you think. But I, I think your whole story has been, in my eyes, paralleling that. And so uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate you uh, asking me. It sounds like this experience has had an impact on you more than just in a physical way. Yeah, and for sure. I'm a meaning maker. So I like to, to mm. find the meaning in everything that I, mm. uh, everything that happens to me, which is, is Kind of hard sometimes, but I think it's been beneficial overall. Yep. Well, Jacob, it's been really good to hear your story. We're glad you're alive. <laughs> yeah. And Me that, too. that you're on the mend. <laughs> thanks, Jacob. Hey, thanks, guys. I do appreciate it for real. All right. I appreciate it. It's great to to hear you. Let's uh let's not let it go so long. Right. And uh and do this again sometime. Thanks for listening to Lessons from Life. We hope that you have learned a lesson today that will help you to be more fulfilled in life's journey. If you were inspired by today's episode, please subscribe and review. You can find Lessons from Life at LessonsFromLifeForYou.com. That is with the number four and the letter U. You can also find links to all of our social media on our website. We would love to hear the valuable lessons that you have learned from your life experiences. Background hospital ambient sounds for this episode were provided by Nixono Sound Studio. Nixono Sound Effect Collection at freesound.org slash people slash Nixono.